Leo, I'm super sorry about your CRT TVs. Those, uh, they didn't last nearly as long as you wanted. And I apologize. It was, it was entirely my fault. I know Dorsch will tell you otherwise, but it was my fault. You know, when you well, tried to track lightning um, with the metal rods, it's, it's not typically good for TVs. Look, I needed a power source for... <clears throat> Grant, you might as well record this because I do need to make a public statement on the matter. Uh, yeah. There are a lot of public statements from you. <laughs> well, I I get in very public drama and very public... Uh, I, the paper keeps saying fiascos, but I, I I prefer the term learning. I'm learning, you know? No one makes sure. mistakes. We're, we're making learning. I, I, I'm going to work on that one. But uh, yeah. look, <clears throat> uh, well, welcome. To, if you're, are you recording? Yes, yes. This is, okay, uh, we're, uh, we are live, if you will. on home cruise and control. Welcome to cruise control. Uh, hey, not very bad. Somber, very somber day uh, here in the, cru- the cruise nest. Yes. Uh, Glad that stuck. As you may or may not know, uh, fans uh, of the show and and my recent now online enemies uh, may know that I have spent the last several weeks constructing a Mandalorian-style dome uh, with tube TVs instead of their lightweight LED TVs. old school, big fat TVs built in VCRs. And I tried to make a big dome. Uh, and <clears throat> lo- again, long story short, uh, the dome collapsed. I I picked the wrong, I had it all set up. All I needed was the perfect keystone TV uh, to keep the whole thing from collapsing around like a giant. It was basically a series of arches of TVs. And in order to power this contraption, of course, I needed thousands and thousands of, of watts of power. Um, and so I, I thought, you know, I looked at my, my wristband, which, of course, says WWFD, what would Frankenstein do? And <laughs> I erected a big lightning rod style contraption uh, on top of it and... Uh, we waited for a rainstorm to shoot, of course, uh, because that's what we needed to power the thing. Uh, mm-hmm. I would like to report that the collapse was not my fault. It was definitely Grant's fault, and it wasn't yeah. my fault. Uh, but also uh, uh, that uh, Julianne Moore is okay. Uh, she's expected to make a full recovery. Those burns, though, they they don't look like they're going to recover no she's going to be scarred for the rest of her life surprisingly but, well, so am i mostly this has done a real number on my reputation yeah but you can hide your reputation you can't hide full body scars but look you made you, you made a frankenstein level uh rising platform and i needed i needed to remove one of the tvs for the platform to, oh, to I sh- go up I didn't in the mention sky the rising platform yes i i put the rising platform uh, basically to electrocute the Keystone TV, which was to be the heart. Right. And I removed, I had to remove a TV in order for the platform to reach its full height. And I'm sorry for removing the one TV that I couldn't remove. 
Well, it was the Keystone TV that was the whole thing, is that it held up everything. It was they all look the same. Kind of poorly time for Julian Moore to be on stilts right as that Keystone TV was removed and all the yeah. power decentralized around her face. Yeah, she was well, not that, grounded. Well, that was one of the things I love so much about The Mandalorian is that they take, you know, these these big time or, or, or actors you would recognize and put them in, they take a John Leguizamo and put him in a, a, a fun alien costume and you're like, oh, I know this voice, but I don't know from where. And mm-hmm. and that's part of the mystery of the show is like, oh, who was that? And then at the end you see in order of appearance, John Leguizamo, uh, and you're very excited. So I tried to do that with Julianne Moore for this project. I put her in uh, what was really just an old Swamp Thing costume. Uh, I, again, I got lazy, but but the stilts, I think, really. Uh, she was she looked a lot like, you remember in Mad Max, Fury Road, when they have the, the scene with the people walking on the swamps with their yes. big stilts? Yes. That's sort of what I was going for, but I mean, I think it would have looked better, but the, obviously the TVs happened. You know, so, um, oh. that's uh, what? That, oh, what? Uh, real, real oh. quick, guys. Uh, what? This, this, what? What is this? Oh, uh, sorry. Um, this is Bob Francis. He, uh, hey, how you doing? Pretty good, thanks. Hey. Uh, he's I, the uh, the he's an old union lighting guy from uh, mm-hmm. and, um, and I don't I don't know if he means he's like age wise old or if he's been in the union for a while, long time. Um, all he said was he's an, and I did vet this guy. We did not meet in a bathroom. This this was an this actual is, business this meeting. Is one, this is the one guy you vetted. This, yes, um, Grant, the Grant, lighting guy. Wait, did you meet? I know you met last week. Uh, our our guest in a bathroom but did you meet other guests in the bathroom looks the star i frequent the starbucks bathroom every day before coming to work i get a, a double mocha frappuccino and i quickly go into the bathroom and i met a lot of people in there i met uh paul anspring in there i met um well i think i think we mentioned last time it was a it's a one person bathroom <laughs> I but I, dig- I digress. Uh, yeah, uh, I uh, look. If I need to go, I need to go. You know, I now that I think about it. This, do you put like a little sign on the outside that says "Please come in and join me"? Because I've seen that, and I just I never tried to go because it's just too weird. But <laughs> is that you? Yes. Yeah. I uh, oh, I took a, I, a Starbucks sign. I thought that was because it's in their font. It, it is, looks yeah. very formal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I took a, I took a I took a note from uh from the hotel management uh business and I uh I started oh, putting tags on doors. <laughs> yeah, so if you look on top of it, it'll actually say um Hilton. Uh yeah. Uh and there are a couple a couple different places. Um the Radisson, sorry, the Radisson, the Ritz and the and some four-star hotel. Um but anyway, um yeah, so this is uh, Bob Francis. He's an old union lighting guy, and he is working on um, uh, he's working on the new documentary "Lights, Camera, Lights Again." Uh, Bob, welcome yes. to the welcome to the nest. Hi, hello, hi, hey, how are you? I, uh, I, I first, I just want to say, I think that's great intuition you've got there. Uh, whenever I am on the road, I always take the the quiet police from my door at the hotel, and 
and I put it somewhere in my house. My wife, I, she, you know, knows when to stay out of rooms, and that's good. That's good. So that's mm-hmm. a good intuition you've got there. I like that. I like that. Thank you. I like that I'm here. I noticed you said uh, wife there, Mr. Sure. Francis. Sure, uh, yeah. I, and I, I'm sorry. I'm My name is Leopold Bordeaux. I work in costumes and wardrobe. And so I, I tend to notice these things. And I notice you're not uh, currently wearing a wedding ring. Sure, sure, sure. Well, my wife, you know, is she my wife? Is she not? Is she my son's girlfriend that comes <laughs> over the house frequently? Is she... Is she still in grad school? Is she, you know, all of these questions. I'm not wearing a ring right now, but that's more just because we're, I think, you know, she calls us a new couple. She, we're new age. We don't need things that, you know, assign labels like rings. That's why I'm not wearing it. I understand. I understand. Sure. So you do have a son, though, then. <laughs> oh, a beautiful that... baby boy. I love him. I love him. I love him. I love him. He so is... was, was he born out of wedlock? I'm sorry, this is Grant Lincoln, great, great, great grandson of Abraham Lincoln. Grant, Grant, intro. Well, you guys already uh, formally know each other from the bathroom, right? <laughs> no, I, we did not meet in the bathroom. Oh, I'm sorry. That was the whole thing. Yeah. Grant, let me just first say that when we met in that bathroom last oh, week, when on. we arra- met oh, in that arranged okay. bathroom last week, okay, and yeah. you told me that you were the great, 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 great grandson of Lincoln, I thought to myself, well, this is a quality man. Okay. Because really? I, yes, yes. You know did you know that Lincoln started the Republican Party? Did you know that? I, know. I, don't, I don't know that that's, that's true. I don't know that that's Well he started it. It started it like a club. He went and, you know, just signed some papers and started a party and many, many years later. The party never stopped. The party never stops. And so Mm. I knew I'm talking to a quality gentleman. Grant, how come you never told us that fact? And you bring up Abraham Lincoln almost every single hour we're together. It must have slipped my mind. I've told you so many things about the Lincoln Lodge and the, the Lincoln Secret Library and the Lincoln... Packed and the Lincoln. Yes, that's uh, the stuff we're interested in. We're not interested in your relationship to it, you know? <laughs> okay. All right. You I'll, know, I was actually a lighting guy a couple years ago on the film Lincoln with Daniel DeLewis. And uh, oh, I, I tend to think of that more as a James Spader film, but I get your meaning. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, James Spader is a hell of a man on set, he knows how to drink. And still can say his lines in the correct order. It's, I mean, he's a true professional. I've, I've seen a lot of him, though, in my time. Is that a rare quality in an actor uh, that you've, you've found? You, because you've, you've worked. Sure. Uh, how many years have you been in the business, sir? Uh, lost track. 50, 25, somewhere in that range, I would say. I, I had a hard time in the 90s, and I kind of lost track of things is that when your son was born (sighs) again it's very very (laughs) very foggy i was doing so many drugs with all the lighting people and and all of the other famous people i was meeting on set um but that that is something i'm very interested in uh is is your partying with other sure you, you uh just so we're all on the same page, uh, the documentary Lights, Camera, Lights Again is a, is a deep dive 
sort of like what we're doing here, except they have more money and funding. Um, so deeper, deeper, dive. It, deeper and divier. <laughs> dive. And, and uh, it, it, we, I've seen sort of uh, some of the footage of of yeah. this film, and you sure. and some of the other lighting people talk about, uh, for lack of a better word, getting fucked up a lot. Sure. And that's not something I tend to associate with the lighting crew and all those guys who have to get up mm. at 4 a.m. and lift everything and stuff. So that, uh, uh, if you could speak to that a little bit, what is that life like? You know what? It, it's, it's, it's strange. I, I haven't lived those, those days. In, <laughs> well, it's been a time, but I, I get frustrated, man. I mean, honestly, I like feel since, people, the 90s or? since the 90s, maybe the <laughs> 80s, maybe the early 2000s, maybe even today. But I, um, I was, uh, I, I just always get so frustrated. People talk about the big parties. They talk about New York in the 1970s and 80s. They talk about Panama City, but they never talk about the lighting guys. The lighting guys that are on sets of movies are the hardest partiers in the entire continental United States. And so, so you think <laughs> what happens in Alaska and Hawaii? <laughs> you don't want to fucking know. They, they do it. They do it dirty up in a well. It's, you know what? That's where they send David Attenborough when he does his doc- nature documentaries. They fly you, him. Wait, do you mean David Attenborough? David Attenborough. Adel- yes. No, David Attenborough uh, does documentaries <laughs> uh, about uh, shooting wolves out of helicopters. Exactly, David Attenborough. We all know him. <laughs> and he's he, got. He's got a. The what is, whatever the opposite of soothing is a voice. Yeah, he's, he sounds the like Stevo. It's kind of like Cockney Stevo. Yes, it's blunt. <laughs> is what it is. It is blunt. It is a hard voice to hear. But yes. you know what? When that's that, you don't want someone to soothe you when you're learning about shooting wolves out of a helicopter. No, that's not the kind of thing. You want. Right, and we and just to make sure you understand, we don't mean shooting wolves out of a helicopter. We we do mean shooting wolves out of a helicopter. David Alvaro would go up in a helicopter with what was it yes. like sixteen wolves, uh, and, and just <laughs> just rocket them out. Yeah, it, they actually was, had a partnership with uh, Spirit Airlines at one point, <laughs> I think, so they could load more when. When the dog fighting was low, but so know. it's actually funny is on set every day there was at least three kinds of shooting. There was the first kind of shooting, which is when we would propel the wolves out of the helicopter and onto the ground. Now that was the first kind. The second kind was then you would see the wolves come out of the woods and tend to the now horribly disfigured wolf that we dropped somewhere in a field. They would be tending to them, and that's where the second shooting would come in, where we would shoot the wolves that are tending to the injured wolf and kill them all. And, of course, the third shooting was filming it. We had to get this on (laughs) camera. This was quality film. Yeah. Three kinds of wolf shooting. Is there normally this many types of shooting and drinking? Oh, all these sets, pretty much. Boys, I thought you guys knew what movie sets were all about. This is your industry. I mean, clearly something's changed since the mid to late 90s or potentially early 2000s. <laughs> Do you know what year it is actually this year? 20, 
33. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? All right. That also interests me because it, it feels like in your line of work, scheduling yes. is very important. <clears throat> uh, yeah. And, and it feels like you would need to know where and when to be places. Okay. You know, and... I have the perfect answer for you. So many gaffing guys fall under the same, you know, umbrella that I do, which is having some sort of quote unquote degenerative brain disease. I was, I was hit in the back of the head many times as a child by my father and then developed uh, memory loss, but, but on a much larger scale. So I have a hard time of conceptually conceptualizing larger things in my life. But day to day, man, if you need me on a set on a Friday at 12 o'clock, I will be there Friday at 12 o'clock. Okay? So what happened last Friday at 12 o'clock? Big picture. You're asking me big picture. <laughs> okay, it's foggy. All right? It's way too foggy up here. Oh. Uh, and your father, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, was a professional uh, tennis player? Professional tennis player. He had the wind-up <laughs> that you wouldn't believe. And he would hit the back of the head, my cranium to be specific. And when my doctors told me years later, you know, the, it was actually funny. I was on a phone <laughs> the first time I realized I was having a problem. I was looking directly into a, I don't know, 1,500-watt light bulb. And I was seeing spots everywhere. And I was asking myself, what decade is it? And I was asking myself, do I have a son? And you know what? I went to the doctors right away, and they told me, you're never going to know the answer to the question. <laughs> so this, so, so yeah. this man living in your house... Sure. Might not be your son at all? Big picture. Okay, so let me break it down for you. Um, he, yeah, he's my son. He's my son. How I, old is he? How old is he? How old are you? Um, he's like... Uh, how old are you? We don't know, actually. Uh, I, well, I think I'm 32. Let's just say this. He eats cereal out of the box every morning. And he plows his smoking hot wife every night. So you tell me what age he is, okay? Every night. Every night. It might uh, narrow it down a little bit, but it still would be very helpful if we knew how old you were to help. How old I am? Do you do you know anything else also about your son besides those two facts? <laughs> what that he eats, that he eats plows his hot wife. What else is to know if you know father relationships, but. No, I remember many times that the two of us would have bonding experiences together. I would learn things about him all the time. Of course, I forget most of those things now, but that's because they're big picture. All right, all right. Specific things, that's what I'm looking for with my son. I look for specific things to learn about him because I love him. Like his favorite brand of cereal and the hotness of his wife when he plows. <laughs> you certainly talk about his wife a lot. Well, she might be my wife. Okay, we don't know. I don't really know. There's a so woman so let's break that down for a second. If she's your wife and your son is plowing her every night, don't you Frank, think you should George, do something? Can I speak to you for one second? Yes. It's pertinent. Uh, if you'll excuse us, Mr. Francis. Yeah, sure. Um, sure. I'm just going to sit here. Uh, remember how a few weeks ago uh, there was a possibility that I was having a Tyler Durden situation? <laughs> 
Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, it really seems like this guy might be having a Tyler Durden situation where he thinks that he is his son is different than him, but they're the mm-hmm. same guy. Like he has two personalities and they're mm-hmm. both plowing his Helen and Bottom Carter. I don't even know if this hot wife exists, to be honest. Who who could be around this guy? It's pretty abrasive. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> we're we're 20 minutes into an interview with someone with brain damage. So <laughs> this could go a number gonna, of ways. It, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say that he does have a real wife. But I'm, I think you might be onto something about his son being him. I, I think the wife is real. I, I, can, I do. I, I'm getting the sense that the wife is real, but the, the son is definitely the same guy as him. And they're tired yeah. or not. I just want to know more about okay. the project. Well, oh, he's eating, okay, he's, he's eating, eating, he's eating really... handfuls of Fruit Loops. Oh, I was hoping he he was referring to like an adult cereal, but no, he's like <laughs> he chose like the most little boy cereal he could think of to like. <clears throat> oh, big, big, big tummy rub and a big. Um... <laughs> All right, let's go back to the interview. Okay. So in your oh, house. Boy, sorry, boys. I hope you don't mind. I was just having a bit of a snack. I keep it in my pocket all the time. It looks like Fruit Loops. Uh, no, these are actually special. Okay, you can tell <laughs> that they're multiple colored, and I do it for my fiber. Oh God, I think those actually might be just really old Special K. <laughs> They've <laughs> severely changed shapes and yeah. color. But but it's I mean it definitely looks like a fungus rather than a. It it anyway. oddly smells exactly like Fruit Loops though. Well, maybe I'm wrong, but it, yeah, it I, I mean, who knows? Am I eating fungus? Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very funny, sir. Very funny. Yeah, yeah. For this project, lights, camera, lights again. Yeah, what do you uh, need to know? So is it is normally you're behind the camera or. Forgive me some other angle around the camera. Now you're in front of the camera being interviewed about your experiences on film sets. How does that, how how does that differ from the work you're, you're used to doing? And, and do you think being on set so much has prepared you to be in front of a camera? You know, know, I think it has, like you so astutely pointed out, sometimes I'm not behind the camera. Sometimes I'm at like a 30 degree angle from where the lens (laughs) is shooting. So you know, I think being that close to the front of the lens for so many years, it helped me because I was able to say, look, I've already been looking into that lens for 30 to 50 years, you know? <laughs> and I, how could I be afraid to just take a few more steps to the right and, and sit right there, laugh myself up? You know, funny story, getting ready for this documentary. All right, I'm sitting down, okay? And a, and a, and a, an audio guy that I've been friends with for just a, maybe a decade or several. <laughs> he comes up to me and he starts putting his hands on me and he starts trying to grab underneath my shirt. So I think, of course, he's going in for a tickle, which <laughs> I'm not going to say no to that. So I start tickling him back. I tickle his neck a little bit. He's... And then he starts just yelling at me. And I'm like, Steve, 
You haven't yelled at me since we were on set of Pretty Woman in the mid nineties, and that I don't <laughs> want to get into that story. But and, and, you know, and then he tells me I'm just trying to laugh you up, and I'm like, oh right, people need laugh mics on this business in this industry. I've been watching it for years. Never happened to me. You know, never happened to me. That was the first time, and it's just a, it's been fun working on this documentary. Well, we did we did produce a a tickle documentary a uh, couple couple years back. Oh, he is sorry. More 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 of that special special stuff. Uh, sorry, yeah, keep going. No, no, no worries. Uh, yeah, oh. we, I mean, we produced a tickle the tickle documentary about the tickle fetish, um, <clears throat> and they we couldn't hear a word that any of the actors were saying because no one no one could get the laughs on. It was all just you touch him and that's it for the day. I actually know exactly what documentary you're talking about. You boys worked on that? I saw that it. That was us. Yeah, that was us. On wow. HBO or whatever. It, it, it was, yeah. It was on HBO. Uh, I remember watching it vividly and thinking to myself, I didn't even realize that I had uh, this kink, you know? But this kink is out there. Sometimes you don't realize that you like being tickled. You don't realize that you like tickling to get an erection. And so... I'm watching this documentary and I go, wait, there's other people in this world who are like this. And I thought to myself, Jesus, Jesus H. Christ, I need to get on board. So I, I started tickling people after that. I love tickling. So you, you like to be the tickler. I like both. Tickles <laughs> are just fun. <laughs> Would you say you're in some sort of tickle club? Tickle club. Tickle, um, tickle club. I'm not in a tickle club. Ooh, I'm in a tickle friendship group. We call ourselves that. <laughs> we call ourselves, there's a group chat for it and everything. Uh, there's some 2,500 people in it or something like that. But yeah, they're just some of my closest friends and we just get together and tickle each other. Are there, what are the rules? I, I recently joined a, uh, a book friendship group, which is <laughs> uh, kind of a similar experience. We just... We all read. It's me and about twenty five hundred other people. And you know, it's uh, we, it's nice. Friendship groups just allow you to. They, shh, I uh, keep trying to get in, but they, well, I found this great uh, strip friendship place down the down the road here. <laughs> it's uh, it's really friendly. Repeat guys, that. Repeat that. What did you say? This is a strip friendship group. Oh, down the road. Mostly yeah, female, but it's really good. What's that place I mean, called again, Dorsh? Uh, friendlies. Oh Jesus! They've uh, they but took out, but they spelled they, it wrong, right? So they could get away with the trademark. It's L E Z at the end. Friendless. Yeah, are you sure it's not? Oh. Are you sure it's not a a uh, a lesbian friendship group? They let me in. Well, you said they were stripping, were they not? It's a it's a friendship group that likes to take off their clothes, correct? It's, yeah, it's not. I'm sure tickling group is probably pretty similar. Well, then it would make sense that oh, the tickling group is very similar. We wear minimal, <laughs> minimal clothes during our tickling sessions. There are probably a, a good amount of feathers in both of those groups too. Lots feathers <laughs> and little little leather tassels that. Come off of a handle. I don't even know what that's called. The little little fingers as well. We you know take on little fingers and touch each other and stuff. It's nice. 
friendship groups, guys. So are there are there any rules? Like the first rule, second rule? First rule of, <laughs> the first rule of tickled friendship group is talk about it to as many people as you know. Tell them. Get the word out that this is legit. We're tickling. Okay. Do you guys have you guys started living together at all? The tickle friendship group, perhaps uh my son moved in with me after I joined. <laughs> after you oh, joined. Okay. Yeah. Yes. And his wife is there a lot, but no, yes. doesn't live there, right? She doesn't like live there. Um, I think she does. <laughs> I don't think she did. Or in does. My, in my, I... <laughs> I thought she had her own she has her own place. Sorry. Does my does my son's my wife my son's wife do we have a, does she have a place does she have a place uh, again that's a big picture thing I'm sorry to keep throwing that out there for you guys it seems like a scapegoat answer fuck <laughs> <laughs> me it's not it's just not it's just I have no clue what's going on uh, lots so... of brain trauma and lots of cocaine they do that to you they do that to you that they do. I was uh, really surprised in the documentary about that uh, the cocaine story cocaine. and all the different objects you've taken it off of. Sure. Um, but I, which one was your favorite? I forgot what okay. you said. So I've really got a top three things I've ever snorted cocaine off of. One, my love for lighting. You know, I had to snort it one time off of the big Broadway lights. I went to Broadway. I flew all the way to New York. I got on a roof access on Broadway over the Orpheum Theater and the marquee. I had to bungee myself to the building, lean out, pour a little bit of cocaine on the top of the marquee, which is my favorite light in New York. I'm telling you that now. The, the Orpheum Marquette in New York City is my favorite in the world, and I did some cocaine off of it. There's one. Uh, I the, I think I saw that on the news. There was a there was a child who thought it was the first day of snow in the city, uh, and they ended up in uh, in Saint Elizabeth. It was a lot of cocaine. It was a lot of cocaine, <laughs> but also dandruff. That I I I don't like that story. <laughs> I hate that story. And I heard the dandruff is what got the kids sick. The kid got sick because <laughs> of the dandruff. You, I didn't poison anyone or drug any children. I I don't know why the oh. news. Why did the New York Post run that story? You know what I mean? Why do they run that story? Clearly, the dandruff got in the kid's nose. He's allergic to old man dandruff, and. That got really physically sick. That's not my fault. Okay, Jesus. Right. Walk around New York for one day. I promise you, you will catch a little bit of dandruff on your tongue at some point. Uh, what were the other two? Oh, Susan Sarandon's Susan Sarandon's forehead. I did it off of one time. And, uh, and why was that one special? Why was that one special? Was there meaning? To that one, or well, I was plowing her. That's what I was doing, <laughs> and I was mid plow, and I just bored some on her forehead. I told her to stay still, and she did. She's a good sport. She wanted to do some off of mine as well, which we of course did. She flipped and tickled me a little bit, and then poured some <laughs> cocaine on my forehead. And I, I, well, I'm noticing, I'm noticing some big divots in your forehead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, boy. <laughs> well, some of them are just. 
old man wrinkles. You know, I've got a good, I, you know, I, I'm a happy man. I've been laughing most of my life and I, I, I have the scars to prove it. Happy the laugh lines are borderline non-existent. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Well, the key with some of cocaine, uh, the key doing a good line of cocaine off of someone's forehead is that you have to push the skin in between, push the skin in between the laugh lines, and you've got yourself a perfect little boat canoe, maybe, and, and you can, it doesn't shift; it doesn't fall off. Is the thing. All I'm saying is, it looks as if someone pushed a little too hard on your forehead. Yeah, your Probably dad hit you in the head. Yeah. The my, back no, of the head. And no, my dad was specifically back of the head. <laughs> right. I mean, now that I'm saying it, it might have been Susan Sarandon who pushed her <laughs> So generally then, is it safe to say that elderly people are better to do cocaine off of? It's just a general rule? Oh, I mean, think about it, man. You know, obviously, there are so many wrinkles everywhere. You can basically choose the body part, sir. You could just push some skin around. Find yourself a nice little canoe. Make yourself a nice little cocaine boat. You can do it on any old person. I promise. Me, do it on me when we cut later. You can just. You want? I may take you. No, up no, that's actually. fine. Okay. Um, that's okay. I'm, Hit us I'm with interested. the. We'll put a pin in it. <laughs> what? Uh, well, what's the third? Uh, third and uh, this is. You know what? I always say top three. This one's absolutely my favorite. Uh. Me and Bob Barker back in the day snuck onto the Price is Right uh, stage like over the weekend. It was off hours and, and uh, me and Bob are good friends. I love the two Bobs. We just hang out all the time, Barker. Uh, and, you know, we, we took the wheel, the wheel and we brought it right up to the $1 on the wheel and where there are the little tabs in between each thing on the wheel. That, you know, the little arrow gets stuck between. We took one and we got it just at the right angle so that the cocaine would not fall off of it. And we we ripped several lines off of that that, that wheel that night. You walked Each away with a, new, uh, with a new barbecue, right? Oh, well, because I got it on the dollar, man. <laughs> I got it on the dollar. Without going over. It was amazing. It was amazing. And you know who took on the double showcase that night? My buddy Bob. <laughs> well, yeah, he was the only other one there. <laughs> Sounds like uh, sure, 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 sure. But there's other people outside. <laughs> oh, was this before they let in the audience to the prices, right? <laughs> yeah, they, so they, it was they, right they, at the end of off hours. Right at the end of off, they were ready to let the audience. <laughs> well, I mean, how do you think he got ready for the show? That, I mean, he used to do that in his dressing room every day. I mean, that was just a long vendor. It started Sunday night. We were filming first thing Monday morning. I had to be on one of the lighting guys. So Bob and I break in at, at some point Saturday. You had to be on one of the lighting guys. No, I had to. I was hired by CBS at the time. I had a contractual obligation to be in that room. And so did Bob. We both knew it, you know, and we knew, we knew if we were doing a cocaine vendor Saturday night into Sunday morning, that we'd be able to sleep all day Sunday and then we'd wake each other up before the, the taping. And do it, of course, one more time before the taping actually starts. Of course. Of how, course. Many, how many pets would you say you spayed or neutered <laughs> while on cocaine? Uh, countless. I mean, again, that's... My thing is the right guy. In my mind, the right that's, guy. <laughs> you know, I've, I've been saying to avoid big picture stuff all night. That is a huge picture stuff right there. Okay, I, I don't even know. 
how many animals I have gotten underneath with sewing needles. I don't even know what I'm doing. Bob Barker is a legend at this shit, though. He well, how did he got his name? <laughs> Bob Don Barker. Barker. It wasn't always Bob. Yeah, it, was, no. it wasn't always Bob Barker. No, but he has neutered so many dogs that so they have just died. Do you know his name previously, Grant? Uh, I think it I, yeah, I think it was it was Robert Frost. The poet. Well, of course he had to change it because yeah. Yeah. he didn't want to be confused. Yeah, I mean, oh. And then and then he changed it. SAG forced him to change it from Robert Frost. He he was he was Bob uh um Bob Bob uh, what God? What was it? Uh, you know it. You know it. it I sounds do. Like it, you know it. Bob. Yeah, Bob Builder. It was Bob Builder, and then and then the uh, the that whatever that company is, they sued him, and he had to change it again, and it went to to Bob Enron. Uh, You're thinking of Enron. Enron sued him over. Enron the day. sued the pants off of him. <laughs> yeah, they, I mean that, that they were really at the height of their power when they did that. They were right. That, they, oh, yeah. It didn't get any better from them after that lawsuit, but, <laughs> but Jesus. Boy, well, boy. after Bob Builder, he he had a stint as Bob Dylan, and that was not a quick. That was not a. Uh, that didn't last very long. And yeah. then he sued the pants off Enron, lost, <laughs> and had to change his name again. And and then during that lawsuit, I believe uh, he he found a dog, uh, and that's where it all started. So the next name after Bob Dylan was Bob Barker. Yeah. Long story short, he's. He's been under lots of dogs. Lots of dogs. I've seen him do it. Like I said, he's a miracle worker. He just his hand has a little scissor in it. Yes, you, you you give him one of those little scissors, and his hand, I don't want to be gross, just disappears. Okay. And I don't I don't look where it is. I don't look. Okay. And then he comes back. The dog has barked. The dog has sufficiently barked a few times. I, I I've heard that uh from some of my contacts over at CBS that yes. uh yeah, he used to have like a basically like a, a flat tire car jack, but for dogs. <laughs> so he would kind of just yeah, like, he would go crank, under one crank, of the legs. Crank, 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 it was crank, a prank crank. thing. What was actually genius about it too was he uh, jerry rigged a tennis ball to just hang like about three feet away from the crank. Oh, that must that must have been triggering for you. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, so it was absolutely triggering for me. Completely correct. Uh, <laughs> Do you know how many times I've been hit in the head with tennis balls? Do you? <laughs> yeah, no. <it> doesn't... <laughs> several, several times. Over, over under head hits with tennis balls or members of Tickle Club? Oh. <laughs> I, there's, I mean, there's right. always more. There's always English more. English is second language. Is, <laughs> I may no, not ask the question. I know what you asked. I get what you're saying, compadre. Comrade, as some way may say back in your home. But, uh, I, yeah, it's definitely more. No, there's more people in Tickle Club. Yes, exactly. Mm. Yeah. And would you... Well, no, 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 excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> I, actually, I, I, I botched the pronunciation of the name. It's actually a <laughs> friendship group. Yeah. They hate it when I... So you're working uh, pretty closely with the director on Lights, Camera, Lights again. How? I'll, I'll be right back. I got to go grab. I forgot I had a, uh, I haven't eaten lunch. I have a friendship group sandwich in the fridge. I'm just going <laughs> to. Um, uh, well, yeah. Well, so you're, you're, how did, <clears throat> let me rephrase that. How <clears throat> did, 
<laughs> how did <clears throat> how <clears throat> clear it clear it now so you can see <clears throat> yes uh how did you manage how did you ma- <laughs> Ten Rumba. Rumba. Okay. All right. How did uh how did working with, how did working with George Clooney uh how did working with George Clooney go? I mean George, George a, Clooney as a director? Yeah. George Juni? Well uh Director. We're talking about the director. Yes. Not the actor. Yeah. No. Guys. Yes, different guys. Confusing, I know, but very George... confusing in my industry. Well, in yeah. your industry too. Jeez, sorry. Uh, how was it working with them? Yes, uh, he's kind of a bastard, uh, and <laughs> I think he, you know, he smelt his own farts a couple too many times. You know what I mean? He he just he's one of these Hollywood guys. You get asked to do one commercial for uh, uh, Zippo like the lighter company. Mm-hmm. And you just, he let it get to his head. He did a great, he did that one great Zippo spot. That, was that awesome. ad campaign for yeah. lighters was so, so good. Oh, it was certainly the best thing he's ever worked on. But it, I've heard it's made almost 1.5 million teens take up smoking. And I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was more, frankly. And I mean, after he got the Oscar nomination just for a commercial, no one had ever seen that before. You know, I mean, he yeah. really did. I'm not trying to stroke this guy's ego too much because I think he's done that enough himself. But no, no, he is right. a genius. He's a he's he's a he's lot, a but he's a genius. He's, he's a lot, but he's a genius. There has never been another ad campaign, several series ad campaigns that got nominated for an Oscar. It, it's it's nearly unfathomable to think that. Okay, but he did it. Well, so the, ad, the ads were. 90 minutes long. They were. They were. They were. It was they were. Fair amount of production. I was going to say we could we could roll one of them, but we don't have the time for that. We, I mean, we, could, we could roll a scene. I mean, we did produce these things. I don't That's know why true. we're not giving ourselves enough credit. We do this almost every time. Uh, I'm going to here. I, I'm going to go um, call my uh, my country friendship group, change my tea time. Uh, and while I'm doing that, I'm going to <laughs> dig up, uh, dig up one of these old tapes. Uh, so give me, give me a couple seconds. Okay. Okay. All right, well, boys. Now that he's gone, what do you really want to talk about? Did you hold the lighting for Bob Barker when he cut the dog's genitalia? No, we would have zero lighting on the <laughs> He works best in the dark. He's very much like Bane. <laughs> He's very much like Bane. He was born in the dark, really. I'm not just ripping that line from the movie. Bob Barker, formerly Bob Dylan, formerly before that Bob something or other. Bob Builder, formerly before that Robert O. Uh, or, I mean, Robert Frath, Frost. Um, no, you had it right. It was Robert Frath. When it was, when he was there with Robert Frath. When that's what people knew him, he lived exclusively in the dark. He was raised, actually. Uh, in Santa Prisca? <laughs> in Santa Prisca, which is right at the tip of South America, where there's just no lighting at all. Exactly. No Santa Prisca comes up a lot on this show. God damn it. They friendship group can't change my tea time. I'm locked in for 4 a.m. Um, but I did find... <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have a 4 a.m. tea time? 
Yeah. He's listen, he's living that production life. Those are the hours. Those are yeah. the hours. Yeah. Brent, are you are you playing golf with anyone? You can do that? Oh, Grant. Uh, let's just let's just play the video. All right. Uh so yeah, this is this is uh this is from the Zippo ad campaign. Uh it's only one scene, so it's only like a minute or two long, maybe three minutes. Um so yeah, let's uh you worked on that. Well, we all worked on this, but uh, does anyone want to give any sort of context or are we going in blind? Uh, we're going in blind. Okay, here we go. And play. I'm... <clears throat> well, I'm, I'm sorry to have to tell you this, sir, but um, there were complications with the pregnancy. My no. wife? My... Wait a minute. Our wives? <laughs> oh, both of our wives? How could both? Oh, yeah, sorry. I'm. Do you guys know each other or are you guys? Because I. I'm I'm his dad and he's my son. Oh, wait. Okay. Guys, I'm so sorry. This was a uh, family documentary from some family. Uh, Yeah, I was confused. I thought for a second. Uh, That's not what I worked on, but again, I might have been. Hi, yeah, that so- that one was a uh, that one was a home video. Uh, so I apologize for that. Here's that was a the home uh, video of yours. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't mine. I think it it sounds like it may have been uh, may have been Bob's. But anyway, well, it um, seems like it was going down a dark path. <laughs> why would we have that though, Bob? Did you bring VHSs into? <laughs> wait, 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 never wait, mind. Wait, 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 before you take it off the screen, put it back up again. Oh my god! Yeah, that's me and my son. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> These eyes, I guess, are going too, because I thought that that was sincerely Philip DeFranco, the YouTuber. I thought that was him. Neither of these people look like you. Yeah, I'd also... <laughs> really? not, I also not, don't know like you. No. I'm sorry. And, and it's also very clearly two separate people. It's almost uh, as if somebody... Me and my son. Exactly. <laughs> it right. It's almost as if somebody was listening to our conversation and whipped up a, a, v, a VHS knowing that it would make no sense and freak us out. Okay, well, uh, enough of that. Here's the actual scene from the Zippo ad campaign, the Oscar-winning Zippo ad campaign, and play. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, are you, are you uh, Mary's husband? Um, yeah, I, I am. I am. Well, I, I actually I have some terrible news. Um, your wife. There were some complications in the pregnancy. And, oh, um, fuck, man. Yeah. Wait, yeah. wait. I'm fine. No, ah! it's simple lighter. So what? No, I was getting to that. Your wife is fine, oh. but the baby is is not going to oh, make it, unfortunately. Oh, that's fine. I don't. I, oh. I was actually kind of not looking forward to being a father, but so, honey, hey! Uh, this hey. is the hospital admin speaking. Uh, there was a set of triplets that was just born, and the parents only want two of them. So if anyone is looking for a child, uh, there is one up for grabs uh, in the third floor, second wing. Uh, free child, first come, first serve. Again, this is your hospital admin. Honey, honey, 
I keep I keep telling Richard he doesn't ha- he doesn't have to sign off when he's giving these announcements over the PA. Are these announcements normally this strange? I mean, I know I'm on, hopped up on a lot of drugs right now. Honey, I mean, it, listen, if, I I know that was a strange announcement, but if you hear it, if you heard it, don't you don't you think like there's a there's a free kid in this hospital? You could take him. You Honey, could take him. No. Yeah. No. I've got this Zippo. Again, this oh. is your hospital admin speaking. Why uh, do hey. we have? Why Jesus. do we? Is he giving announcements? It's, There's like old people sleeping. It's not like a yard sale. Like, what is going on here? The uh, this child needs a home. Otherwise, we're going to have to put it up for adoption. Um, please, if there's anyone in this what hospital, what are you doing have- right now? Anyway. <laughs> They're putting it up for adoption right now. It's not like uh, a, I mean, circumstances are going to dramatically change. In fact, they'd be better if it goes. Don't I take the kid. I'm going to say right now, don't. We're actually going to bring the kid to a random room. We just drew a room from the hospital. Uh, we are coming down to uh, maternity ward uh, 4E. Uh, congratulations. You've just been granted a one third of a pair of triplets. Ooh, okay, babe, Again, babe, this babe. has been your admin. Goodbye. Hang on, hang on. Let's, oh, I'll check you guys oh, out God. really fast. Yeah, this thank is, you, yeah. thank you, babe. I know you are on a lot of vitamins. Do you think you can walk? Because we need to get out of here. I'll I, try. No, I can push the wheelchair. Just uh, get up. Oh, oh. oh keep... fuck. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, knock, Just knock. Keep... Oh, Christ. Oh, oh fuck. Okay. Congratulations. Ooh. Yeah. Um, hey, Richard, can I talk to you for a second? Of course. Okay, could you just talk to me like a normal guy instead of doing like a bit? Because fine, this What's is up? okay. Um, Honey, I've firstly, just been through so much. My baby just died. Let's these move farther away being... from these guys so that we don't have to hear them. Because that was like the whole point of me taking you aside. Uh, <clears throat> Richard, we got to. They... Babe, I can't get over that. This down. Like, Why are they yelling now? <laughs> My baby is gone. The Your husband's out in the hallway. Come into this closet with me. Come on. All right. What's going on, Marty? Babe, what do you so, think they're saying? Let's go <laughs> Hang on. Are they outside the door right now? They definitely I, walked away from us just to talk about us. I know they think we're bad parents. I'm not. I, hey, guys. Hey, guys. We know you're there. Hey, guys. Oh, hi, hi, hey. Hey, yeah, no, Hi. no, we yeah. can hear every word you're saying too. We were just looking for a broom. No, we, you weren't. Why would you yeah, possibly no. need a broom? Why would we need a broom? My wife just had a baby. My, my wife just had a baby. Yeah, and we she had we, a we took care of it. You see this mess? We took care of it. We cleaned it up. There's a mess in there, and that you guys missed. You missed part. Of it. No, I don't didn't. know. Cost, no, no, no. You did. I was just in there. I was just in there. I'm not talking Can about we stop you. Talking I'm talking to about him. Listen, we, I'm the hospital admin. We need to have a private conversation. Just hold on to this child. Um, uh, there's no private place besides my closet. <laughs> you just were admitting. Listen, you, you just went out into the hall to follow us. We thought you were done in the room. We didn't think you were actively trying to follow us and eavesdrop. Listen. We're not eavesdropping. I'll say it one more time. Up to the door, I can hear it. There, there is blood and pussy juice on the floor <laughs> in my hospital room. My wives, my wives, my wives, my wives. Excuse me, my wives' hospital room. And I was trying to clean it up because your third-rate hospital couldn't do it. Okay. 
Hey, Marty, I'm going to need to talk to you. If this is how you're treating I'm our, straight up not. our place I'm, of work. Th- this is this is so unfounded. They obviously just want to eavesdrop on us. You were, we're in the room right now. You saw the room. Was there blood everywhere? Hey, I, I am trying to listen to these. I'm trying to listen to these. I, didn't, I didn't notice any, but... <laughs> They're actively trying to eavesdrop. Okay, you know what? Fine, fine. You guys can listen in. Marty, I think we... I'm Marty. Richard... You're, Marty, yes, I think you. you need to talk to Richard about the fact that this is the third pair of triplets, the third triplets we've given birth to this week, where we've kept a pair of them and then had to redistribute the third triplet. And that is, I think, a problem with this hospital, because I've never heard of that happening ever anywhere else, because... If you can take two, you can take three. I think that I feel like it's like if you're gonna keep any, keep one. You know. So what are we doing? Well, that's like inspiring I've... these people to get rid of their third triplet. And honestly, I think we it's are the announcements. I think it's the admin announcements that are doing this. Well, uh, it could be the admin announcements, or it could be the 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 doctors handing the children the newly born children hey, over to hey, the parents on, on, and they on. slip a zippo lighter hang into on. the children the hey, child's hey, hand guys if you're gonna eavesdrop can you not talk hey we're this not is... eavesdropping we're having our own conversation i heard a separate cup fuck you fuck you and fuck this i want to hear this Honey, let's burn this fucking hospital down. I you know any lighters that would be good? Why would you do that? Why I any you lighters that would be good? <laughs> there are so many old people trying to sleep. <laughs> well, maybe they'd be, well, maybe they'd be able to sleep if it weren't for your fucking announcements. And stop. Okay, that, I mean, yeah, it's pretty clear how that one, that's, that swept. That actually what? swept the Oscars. Wow, I mean, just, I always forget how pretty impressive. I always forget how... How affecting it is! It's <clears throat> we, and we didn't we didn't even get to the scene. Let me tell you, lighting the scenes where <laughs> yeah yeah the majority I, of that clip took place in a dark closet. Right, right. We didn't even get to light that scene particularly. But I gotta tell you, you know the scene when the old, when they cut to the old people who are sleeping uh, and the fire's going on. It's kind of like it was an homage to that scene in the Titanic when there's that old couple spooning and water's coming under the door and they know they're about to die. It was an homage to that. The lighting was one of the best jobs I've ever done in my whole gig, my whole career. Yeah, but that's the only Oscar that it didn't win. It swept, except for lighting design. Well, 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 guess what? I wasn't the one right running the lighting. I was just the one setting it up. And there's only so... It's like an actor... Who does bad? It's like it's like Peter Dinklage in season eight of Game of Thrones. The writing was bad. He wasn't. You know what I mean? The lighting technically was great because well, I set it up. But are you well, blaming well, light? It, it, the, the newspaper said it's like Peter Dinklage in Destiny, where it's so clear that one person is not giving it anything <laughs> versus the rest of the cast is, is trying their hardest to make this world come to life and, and the game design and everything. And just, he is. I'm very flattered. You'd say that about me. Thank you. Well, it, it was meant as an insult. It was, <laughs> well, the, I, I didn't say it. it was the New York post. You're apparently your nemesis. Uh, I fucking hate the post. They, we've, we've had a problem, the post and I for many years. Can, can we also just talk about 
the lighting in the scene prior to what we just heard inside of the uterus. <laughs> wow. that was, I was yeah. more impressed with that one. So, it like, was a very warm color palette. So red, we had to get a lot of red and purple LED lights to strap in a dome shape that we were trying to create. Oh, you and so we had to have an actress inside oh. the dome and we shot her just so well because, I mean, she, she's a full-grown woman. That, that's actually a fun fact. The the newborn infant inside the womb. Julianne Moore. With Julianne Moore, played by mid-50s Julianne Moore. And she could not have had a better experience on set that day, I would say, personally. Uh, she well, they wanted her. Susan Sarandon for that, but she was uh, she was indisposed. Well, let's just say Sarandon and I don't work on sets together anymore. There's just too much friction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the womb, though. You want to know more about the womb? Because I've made that bitch look <laughs> like a womb, okay? I had a near 60-year-old woman look like an infant. In I think womb. we're good. I think we're good. Yeah, I don't think we need any more of that. In fact, we're we're actually coming up on uh, coming up on our time. I've got us. to pee really badly. Leah, you always have to pee. You should probably get that checked out. Leo, when you go to the bathroom after we cut, can I join you? I uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Check for the sign. I, uh, I, hear it's, uh, I hear it's snowing in there. It's <laughs> my it's only my third favorite reason to go to the bathroom is peeing, if you know what I mean. Big wink. Cocaine and glory hole. Cocaine and glory hole. Cocaine glory Oh, I actually forgot glory hole. I was thinking pooping. (laughs) Cocaine, glory hole, pooping, and then peeing. So it's number four on that list. How fun and surprising. Wow. Just like cocaine and glory holes. Well, uh, we're going to go use the restroom to powder our noses. Yes. uh, Listen, boys, I just want to say it's been an honor. Thank you for having me. Oh, of course. I I, I feel like I learned so much about this generation of production guys. You know what I mean? I've been working Mm -hmm. in the industry for so long. Who knows, really? And uh, I just, I feel like I love to connect with the the young kids who have uh, a passion for this kind of stuff. So this was an honor. You should talk to your son. Figure out uh, figure out what he wants to do. Yeah, I'll have to check his schedule. He might be getting home right around the same time I'm getting home today. Um, I think he is. But if, but if I run into him, I, I will actually, I'll, if we cross paths, I'll, I'll bring it up. Thanks. All right. Well, it looks like there's a week's worth of traffic up ahead, so click off of cruise control, and we will talk to you next week. Well, I can't believe it's over for the time to Leo, when you go to the bathroom after we cut, can I join you? I um, I have a very large prostate.